0: Companies all over the globe are developing and molding their own give-back models. My name is Christine Petrella, and I'm fortunate enough to host a podcast where I can speak with these companies and help us all learn the unique ways that companies, big and small, are doing good things in their communities and giving back to so many important causes. My next guest today is Masami Sato. She is the founder of B1G1, That's focus is to create a world full of giving. Masami is a two-time TEDx speaker, Amazon best-selling author, winner of Sustainable Business Award, and the founder of a global giving movement, B1G1. Masami was born in Japan, but her desire to expand her horizons took her on a global journey. She became deeply concerned about the inequalities and other challenges that existed in the world. Today, B1G1 has partnered with vetted high impact projects to support people and communities around the world. 100% of your giving goes to these worthy causes, and B1G1 makes it super simple to align your giving with causes that mean most to you. Masami, I am so happy to have you as a guest on the Give Back Battle podcast. How are you doing today? Very good. Thank you, Christine, for having me too. Oh, I'm just so overjoyed to have you. There is so much going on in the world today, so I'm very happy to be talking about so much good that you are doing. And it is morning time there, right? It's seven o'clock in the morning in Singapore, 7 p.m. here in the United States. (laughs) (laughs) So good morning to you. I would love to hear more about B1G1, Business for Good. So this is a nonprofit organization. What is the goal and mission of B1G1?
1: So the goal of B1G1 is to simply create a world that's full of giving. And how do we do it? It's simple, but it sounds a little bit like impossible. So let's imagine a world where For example, every time you have a cup of coffee, a child receives access to life-saving water, or every time you read an inspiring book, a tree gets planted, or every time you go to see your physician, then somebody else receives access to healthcare. So if we imagine what's happening in our world through our everyday activities, and if those activities could turn into a positive impact somewhere in the world, then we can Together, create a world full of giving. So that's the kind of mission of B1G1. But in order for us to do that, um, how we do it is that we find businesses that want to make an impact in the world and um, help them embed effective giving in what they do. So over the years, we've worked with like thousands of businesses and those businesses have embedded giving in what they do and together created so far over 250 million giving impacts around the world. So that's B121. Wow.
0: Masabi, that's a lot to take on. So when did this idea come into play? How many years have you been working and cultivating this model?
1: B1G1 was founded in 2007, which means we've been doing this for 14, over 14 years. But the idea came up when I was running a previous business. Um, so I started my first business and became an entrepreneur 20 years ago, just after I gave birth to my daughter, you know, for the first time. And at that time, because I was passionate about food and how, you know, I believed that food really brought people together. So, I had a dream to start my own food company and then provide access to healthy and nourishing food to families um, in my own community. So, that was how I started. But then, over the years, even though I always wanted to do something about the children around the world, because I had experience of backpacking when I was young, and I saw all sorts of different things that the people enjoyed you know, in different countries. So, I thought that I wanted my food company to contribute and support children with their, you know, access to food and education. So that's why I started my own business, but it was really not so easy. So five years later, (laughs) after I started my business, I realized that we still weren't doing anything, you know, or anything much. So Then I imagined that if I kept going, always saying that we weren't ready enough, like we weren't successful enough or we didn't have enough money yet, then I would probably keep going with that thinking. (laughs) And then probably wouldn't be doing anything in 10 or 20 years time, maybe with just a little bigger business. So I thought if we could do something small, Instead of trying to do something really big, then maybe we could do something. And then I realized that if we contributed a small percentage of proceeds from every frozen meal we were selling to retail stores because we were doing wholesale, then we could actually help give one meal to a child in need and encourage the child to also complete the primary school education. And that was possible for my own company. So that business we were running in Australia back then, I decided to sell the business um, eventually to um, move to Singapore, where I am today, and to start B1G1 as a giving initiative to help all kinds of businesses to do this.
0: And so you give to hundreds and hundreds of organizations. Well, you call them, what are they called? Worthy causes? Worthy causes, Okay. So how does your team vet each of these worthy causes? Because I know a lot of entrepreneurs have a tough time making sure that the causes that they're partnering with or giving to are legit organizations. And you do so much good to so many worthy causes. How do you fully vet those?
1: So actually, like you said, you know, you and your team. So our team is not in charge of vetting them, but what we do is we receive applications and recommendations from all different organizations, and we will collect all the information about their financial management, you know, financial record, annual report, activity, you know, details of their activities, experience, uh, and then we have a separate board consisting of people with different backgrounds and they are the ones in charge to set the criteria for the what we call the program as well as to evaluate and then decide to bring on board the organizations that aligns uh, with the model that we run because our aim is not to just bring as many charities as we could. But to make this model work, we need to be able to find organizations that are also able to identify and break down their activities into small, you know, micro units of impact. And then we together track those. So it's more suitable for certain type of organizations that have a specific focus project and they have extensive experience with the project. So they understand the budget of Doing certain work and with more help, additional help, that they could do more of what they are doing. So, these are the type of organizations we are looking out for. And, uh, you know, really like uh, the aim is to make it really easy for businesses, even small businesses, to think about what they could be doing today, you know, rather than trying to do something like huge and set up a foundation one day or, yeah. So, that's the B1G1
0: model. I'm very happy you brought that up because as of today, I am an official B1G1 member. I did sign up and (laughs) yes. Welcome to B121. Thank you. (laughs) That's why I was even more excited to talk to you today. You know, your company does a very good job of making sure that the widgets are set up within the website to be able to embed it properly, to show the impact we're making. And what I thought was just fascinating is the ability for me to choose these worthy causes And for everybody who listens to my podcast knows that children are just at the base of everything that I give for the most part. And so I picked a lot of children's causes. And what I thought was very interesting is I'm able to make a very small donation, but it's making a very high impact in that cause. So can you help me understand a little bit more about how those little tiny donations and I'm talking sometimes it's like two cents or a dollar or five dollars. That I can donate. How is that making an impact?
1: So, for example, B1J1 impacts are broken down either in the form of one unit of item, such as you know planting one tree in a particular place, right? like in one type of tree, and so on. So, we track the you know cost of uh, creating one impact in that unit, such as the trees or a book, or so that's possible. But um, certain type of Uh, work that our worthy causes do cannot be broken down in terms of one unit. Uh, Some of those things could be a period of access to certain uh, resources or uh, support such as um, access to quality education. you know, So the child to be able to go to school, it might actually involve for the child to be able to uh, actually purchase uniform as well as other school resources, or maybe the teachers need to be uh, more educated so that they have the ability to provide a better education that is going to help the children to grow up to be contributors of next generation. So there are lots of work that cannot be necessarily itemized. So for this type of work, what we do is to break it down in the number of days of support, you know, access to those resources possible. And then what happens is, for example, if we are looking at a project to bring water, clean water to a community, and if this um, organization has the experience of constructing wells in various communities in the region, then they know the budget and they also know how long the typical well will last without much maintenance and how many people, you know, at minimum or average uh, accessing the well in the community. So what we can do is based on the cost of delivering the entire project, not just building the well, but probably maintenance and also other things, uh, transportation and so on, and then break that entire cost down in the number of people who get uh, access The well as well as the number of days that they get to access the well before they have to have another solution so um so when we do this even though you know the construction of entire well could cost like five thousand to ten thousand dollars which is not easy for one company to fund but then when we can break it down then it could be just one or two cents to give access to clean water to someone then when this happens and if many businesses are giving together Right, like, even though you cannot fund the entire thing, together, we could actually come up with a more significant amount of funds to enable these organizations to do more of this work. So that's how like all of the projects, either broken down in the days of support or the unit that we can track.
0: Wow, and for all of the entrepreneurs and business owners who are listening. You did say it was simple. It's not simple. On the back end, behind the curtain, your team is working so hard to get all this done, but you make it look simple for us to get involved, which I very much appreciate. So a couple of examples for everybody i just like to share with each guest I book and each podcast episode I release, I'm donating to access to a safe house for a child saved from sexual abuse in Nepal and shelter provided for a night for homeless children. So I just, I love, again, how you make it so easy and how we can see the impact and we can share that impact with our audience. Another great example is I was doing a podcast interview with Sammy Yeager, who is a member of B1G1. And as a thank you, she sent me an email. She said, thank you so much for the opportunity so that we can do even more. I've provided 20 days of improved education to children in collaborative schools in Tanzania. So that was just her way of giving back. She's choosing, and I'm not sure, you know, the monetary cost of that, but there are so many great examples of how businesses can get involved. Have there been any examples or anything that sticks out to you about businesses who have gotten involved with B1G1 that you thought was a very unique or great way to give back? (laughs)
1: <laughs> there are so many unique ways, and because we are not necessarily just focused on one industry, I think quite a lot of people, you know, today knows of like one for one models of giving, such as like Tom shoes. And uh, what those companies did was to basically link their own products with uh, giving, you know, certain type of giving, like buy a pair of shoes, then we give a pair of shoes to a child in need. But the B1 Java model doesn't come with like but what businesses are selling and trying to give that away, right? Because what's actually needed on the ground may be different or may change and evolve. And so we are, you know, basically identifying the projects that are already creating impact, And then finding companies that are willing to support those projects. And because we work with so many different companies, naturally all kinds of projects receive support. You know, even though we think like, oh, we think like education is important and we feel passionate about that. But at the same time, there are others who are more passionate about the environment or more about the health or human rights. So, you know, having those like uh, unique differences that we all have and our businesses have, we can actually do amazing things. We have, uh, for example, pest control company that are actually, you know, supporting, you know, children's well-being because this company was founded by ex-army veterans. And they noticed that lots of veterans had, you know, certain emotional issues because of the traumatic experiences they had. And so they decided that their business will employ these veterans and give them the opportunity to contribute through professional work. But at the same time, they give back and they want to support the children, especially in certain type of like conflict or traumas and issues. So businesses express their sense of caring in unique ways. And then sometimes, you know, businesses may have a primary form of giving, but they, you know, once they start, they generally start to expand. Like, so, for example, more and more nowadays, lots of businesses are doing things like the carbon offset with us. You know, this concept could be very, very complicated for businesses, especially for small companies. But the thing is, when we look at um, how much carbon offset we can basically typically do by planting X number of trees in this region, plus like giving access to solar equipment to family, then when we package it all together, then it could become a very simple concept for businesses to say, oh, I want to offset our office carbon emission, you know, for energy consumption. Or for every employee who works with us, we want to do carbon offset. So it never has to be one way or the other. And it doesn't have to be that you have to do so many things all at once.
0: Yeah, because we do feel that we have to do so many things at once. And- but we can start step by step. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Start small yes. <laughs> and build up. And so it very closely aligns with the global goals from education, health, wildlife and environment, food, shelter. How has the global goals impacted your model?
1: So because we started our work in 2007, and at that time, there were no global goals like what we have today. So it came up like a relatively later time, uh, in the recent time of our development. But when we saw the global goals, like the latest sustainable development goals model, we got really excited because um, these goals were the first ones that really like brought the business perspective in and invited the businesses to kind of take part in making those change. So we feel that the global goals give every business like kind of tangible target that they could set. And we don't necessarily believe that charitable giving will solve all of these issues because business is changing their own practice, how they will actually choose their suppliers or how they treat their employees or you know, what kind of policies they are setting or what kind of environmental practice that they apply. Like all those things make a huge, huge impact. So we don't think like businesses will just do giving. But at the same time, when we are all benefiting from this global trade today, we are never disconnected. We could only do what we do because of all the people who are part of enabling you to do what you are doing. So even though you know lots people resonate with more like a local giving or doing something at home. And that's definitely important to do. But at the same time, if we did a little bit of uh, help, we all gave a little bit of help to global community through effective giving by supporting causes that are actually doing important work, then we can make a massive difference. And those 17 goals really give us the holistic view of that. We cannot create real sustainability just to by doing one big thing or one thing alone, but we have to cover all of the ground to be able to uplift everybody and to make sure that we can continue the prosperity and the sustainability of our own businesses as well. So it's definitely something that we could all do and having the common goals will bring us all together. So that's probably the power of the goals that we share
0: today. I completely agree. And I I wanna know more because you have so many advocates and champions for this. Can you tell me more about your study tours and about how they were affected by COVID?
1: Before the pandemic, we were doing annual group tours to bring a small group of b members, the business owners and their teams or family members to visit certain you know, projects or multiple projects in a particular location. And for us, like, those experiences really gave us the Kind of idea about the magnitude of impact that's being created, because when we were giving, and then when we see numbers like how many trees being planted or how many you know days of access to education is given, like eventually we may not really understand the scope of the impact. But when we actually visit those project activities on the ground, that's kind of really like when things hit us because very often we start to see the different aspects of impact. So, for example, we think we are planting a tree and then it could be like a mango tree. And uh, it might my project description, you know, also explain that this mango tree will provide income to local family and that's all great. But when you actually visit and then see what's happening with these mango trees, it could be like really, really astonishing because, you know, like how the mango tree is like Uh, grafted and so that it will produce bigger fruits and also it doesn't grow too tall. So even kids and any family member can pick the fruit and then take them to the market. And those juicy mango will sell at a higher cost. So just by planting like two mango trees and if those trees are producing fruit, it covers the entire education cost for one child, you know, two trees and each tree would cost like, I think um, about $1.50 or so. So When we realize that people on the ground are continuously learning to do what they are doing more effectively or learning from the local families who are receiving support and then evolving and tweaking and optimizing. So it's really like, uh, you know, amazing experience to visit the project. So that's why we do this too. But at the same time, you know, sometimes people will think like, oh, is this like uh, about, you know, uh, wealthy people or donors going to visit the beneficiaries and so they can feel good about it. So this is a potential risk of anybody visiting charitable organizations. So what we do in B1J1 is to really like clearly frame this experience as a study tour. So you're not necessarily going to just visit the project you are donating, but it could be one of B1J1 projects that you may not know of. And we all go as people who are studying, right? Like learners. So when we introduce our group to the local people, again, like we try to do the best we can to say, like here is a group of people who came to learn from the great things you are doing. So people can be proud of showing us what they are doing to transform their own community. So when we have that, the sense of connection and the sharing of the experience totally transformed because they're not trying to please the donors who visit them to help them, but they are actually being the ones to kind of help us. <laughs> so encouraging this like giving spirit and the. Sh- feeling of sharing and compassion, but also in a mutual way rather than one-sided way is very central to how we want to drive this initiative because we don't think it's just about the amount of money going to charitable activities, but it's the real giving spirit that businesses can embrace and embody that's really going to transform the world because then they will start making different decisions every day.
0: With so much going on here, what milestones does your team celebrate?
1: Our team and our community together celebrate many impact milestones. And some of the milestones could be like uh, looking at the collective number. So very recently, we hit um, 250 million giving impacts. And those impacts are counting number of trees or days of access to certain resources. So 250 million, which is a quarter of a billion, is a big number for us. And especially because we are working with a lot of um, tiny small businesses as well, rather than focusing on working with big companies. And that's the fundamental of B1J1, that we want to enable every business to be able to do this. So that's an important milestone that we together celebrate. But within the team, then we may celebrate lots of different things, like achievement of different projects in the company. Or it could be like certain, what do you call it, celebrating certain milestones or achieved, you know, uh, we hear about the great stories from people on the ground. And those things that we share internally as well as with the community Uh, that we celebrate because we believe that the numbers are good um, indication, but at the same time, stories are key to the actual spirit of giving.
0: Can you share a story that has stuck with you? Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Yeah. So for example, when during a study tour or when we get to have the opportunity to visit a project, then we get to hear from like, Uh, students who are going through certain scholarship opportunity and one day we were in this room classroom listening to a few students who got selected to give a speech to the entire class like other students but we were lucky to be invited to sit in the room to listen to their speech so at that time uh, one girl talked about how like when her mother passed away when she was younger Nobody could help her to continue studying because her family, even though they, uh, she still had a father and a the brother, they couldn't afford for her to continue to go to a higher education. So kind of destiny, given destiny, was to just to work for the family and start working on the field or taking care of the household. But then what happened was she was lucky to be given a scholarship to move to a high school. And th- then now she has the opportunity to go to university. So she was, you know, at that time studying very hard. So when she talked about the fact that, you know, at first nobody could help her to continue studying, but with the scholarship, now she is studying. And what she said was that she wanted to learn to become a lawyer so that she can come back to support others in her community and also her family. So when people who are given the opportunity themselves, when they start to feel and think that they want to become the next giver for others around them, that's really like inspires us because that's what we want to do. Because that way is the way of moving forward. Not that something is given to somebody for today, but it's that little help that they received will encourage them and drive them to be the next giver to the people around them. So in that sense, then our giving can become much more sustainable long term.
0: Right. Much more impactful. Yeah. When you, when you have that support and when you are seen, it can take just some little outreach that makes all the difference. And she seemed like she just kept pushing through and pushing through, even with everything that she you know, has been through. It's very inspiring. And I want to know Masami beyond B1G1, what would you like to see in your lifetime? It's similar to the purpose
1: of B1G1. Like I love seeing people coming together and feeling connected, feeling giving, generous and caring for each other. So this matters to me a lot. And I think we have the ability to do this. When we can remove the judgment, when we can realize that our differences are not dividing factors, our differences are unique elements to make us special together, and because of that, we could actually create better solutions together rather than us you know choosing or deciding what should happen. So today's world seems to be, you know recently be- becoming a little bit more divided, and that is not necessarily like the greatest thing to see but at the same time i feel that if like this experience will help us understand you know eventually learn and understand that we could actually come together and at that time we will really be able to uh you know change transform things together in a much more powerful way so that would be something i would love to see and because right at this point of time i'm a small person in the big world as well but what we are uh, actually in charge of, or uh, what we can do is to make sure that in the B1J1 world, we will continue to create this space where businesses of all differences can come together to do something in common, you know, that's bigger than ourselves. So if the world can start to move to that direction of unity and diversity, that would be something that I would love to see.
0: I want to thank you for being so inspiring. And I'm so happy to be part of the B1G1 family. I've made it a goal to make 250 impacts for the remainder of the year. So I'll continue to try and find opportunities to do so. I would love for anyone listening to go ahead and go to the B1G1 website, learn as much as you can. If you still are not sure how this would fit into your business, there is a giving plan. There are plenty of people that they have available to you to talk to you and walk you through this process. Jack and I spoke a couple of weeks back. Oh. He did a phenomenal job answering all of my questions. Great. Masami, what's next for B1G1? So B1G1 has a goal for 2030,
1: but 2030, we want to reach 1 million businesses. And when we have that many businesses in B1G1, then we will be together creating billions of impacts as well. So uh, so that's the kind of BHAG, you know, big, goal for B1J1 but I think that also the goal for B1J1 is that whilst we are working toward that ambitious big goal we also want to remind ourselves to be always grateful for the everyday small milestones and achievement and the smiles that you know being created by the contributions from businesses around the world and the work by the work of what it poses that we work with so that's our goal which is even harder goal to maintain to do that every day. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Big goals, great mission. You are truly inspiring. Thank you so much for your time today. I really love chatting with you. Thank you, Christine. I am so proud to say I'm now a member of B1G1, where 100% of my giving goes straight to causes that most align with my values. I'm now completely understanding of how this model works. And by giving just a small amount can make such a high impact. If more businesses, while well, their goal is 1 million businesses, so listen up, <laughs> If more businesses would become members of B1G1 and share their giving stories on their websites, all of our small impacts can go even further. Imagine providing clean water for children who have to travel miles and miles on foot just for a sip or a quick bath, or planting a mango tree so that a family can pick that and sell the fruit at a local market to provide income for their family. If this can all be accomplished by businesses saying, for every cup of coffee we sell, we'll donate two cents every time for a worthy cause, we can come together for our global goals and all give back a bit more to our communities. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of The Give Back Model. Please head over to your listening avenue of choice and leave a review, like, subscribe, follow, and check out our website, thegivebackmodel.com for more episodes, show notes on each guest, and the Give Back Model merchandise where $5 from every hoodie sold goes to charity. I appreciate all your support and continue to help give back to your community.